You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The home of the Rivs, the Sports Hub. It's veteran Nick Folk. In his third year with the Pats, his 14th overall. Of course, this used to be his place of residence as a New York Jet. Latemp, the 41-yarder, out of the hold of Bailey. The snap from Cardona. The kick airborne to the uprights. And the Patriots have taken the game's first lead. Uh, the return of Nick Folk. And this season is part of their Apex Cares program. Apex Entertainment will be donating $100 to the New England Center for Children for every field goal converted. Every point, every dollar helps. For more information, go to apexentertainment.com. This is the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Matt McCarthy in for Jim Murray tonight. We've got Joe Murray alongside. And now joining us, as he does every week on Patriots postgame from the Boston Sports Journal, Greg Bedard. Greg, how you doing, bud? Hey, guys. What'd you make of this whole uh, preseason experience? Three weeks down, <laughs> all kinds of quarterback discussion. Uh, overall, your, your just general thoughts about the, uh, I guess, the quarterback competition this preseason. Oh, yeah. I just love the preseason. It's oh, yeah. Who doesn't? So exciting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, just on the quarterbacks, I thought that uh, I thought both of them did what they needed to do during this preseason, um, really to sort of show us what uh, they might do this season. And I think that, uh, look, you know, people are going to have their, their uh, you know, opinions on, you know, which guy's doing better and which guy should be doing this or that. But I do think that, uh, I think that both guys did, did decently well with their opportunities. I thought that Mac Jones uh, was a lot better than I think we all thought he was going to be for a rookie in his first preseason, and I think that uh, I think that he has shown that he has a really good base uh, going forward. Now, where we think that's going to go uh, remains to be seen. Yeah, Greg. Just uh, we we were kind of laughing about oh, was this even a competition? If there was, we think Mac Jones won the competition. Uh, doesn't seem like that was to Bill Belichick by any means, but uh, were you surprised that Cam Newton got the start tonight and also surprised he didn't speak to the media after the game? On the last thing, n- no, just because the Patriots are going to do what the Patriots are going to do. I mean, they're, they're not going to put a – they're not going to give the media red meat, um, and you know, which Cam Newton would have gotten peppered um, tonight by the media about you know, his absence and why it happened and, and you know, what have you. Um, who knows? I mean, I'm sure Cam Newton would have handled it great, and who knows? He probably would have given us a very viable explanation on what happened and would put Bill Belichick's decisions into better context, but the Patriots just aren't going to do that. Um, 
as far as tonight and the way they handled the quarterbacks, um, I was a little bit surprised. Uh, do I think that this means that Cam Newton is the starter? I'm not ready to say that yet from what I understand. Um, Bill Belichick, I don't think there's been a whole lot of discussion among anybody on the staff on who the starting quarterback is going to be. Maybe Belichick has that in his mind. I do think that they're going to have a lot of serious meetings tomorrow um, and into Tuesday, sort of figuring things out with the roster and also what they want to do at quarterback and things like that. And then they'll go forward. I mean, but if you were watching tonight and this was any other team, you'd say Cam Newton's the starter. Mac Jones is the backup. I was a little bit disappointed that Mac didn't at least get uh, a series with the starters. I thought that he was put in a really tough position in the second quarter, playing against the Giants' starting offense with the Patriots' backups. And I thought when it was more of a fair contest in the second half, uh, he showed more of his true self. So uh, I, I think there were interesting decisions all the way around on the quarterback position. Are you surprised that the Patriots didn't give Mac Jones any run with the ones at all this preseason? And what does that say about the likelihood of being of him being the starting quarterback uh, two weeks from today? I think I think he has gotten run with the first team offensive line in the preseason. Um, I think. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just drawing a blank. It's getting a little right. late, and it's been a long day. Um, but I could have sworn he at least got a drive or two um, in some of the previous games. Um, and but at least we've seen it in practice and in the joint practices, and so I think that's significant. I, don't, I, you know, Matt. To be honest, I don't, I don't really read that too much into the games uh, at all. I don't get too high or too low on the games, and I think that's just from over the years talking to NFL people and how they view things. Uh, mostly, it's just you're just trying to get a sense of you know is is the player applying what we're what we're teaching them in practice? Are they making adjustments? Um, how do they look individually? It's not, uh, you know, too much of a, a group thing. Uh, but he's Mac Jones for a rookie quarterback has gotten plenty of time with with the first team offense, quote unquote. Um, if you're going to make that evaluation, um, which I still don't think is a hundred percent determined, but I can understand uh, for a few different reasons why Belichick would at least start with Cam Newton and then, and then go from there. Um, but yeah, I was I was just disappointed that Mac didn't got, get an opportunity with the starters tonight. But I do think one of the things you have to keep in mind with these preseason games, and I think you can also apply it to some of the guys who were on the field late in the game, like Devin Asiasi and Chase Winovich, if certain players haven't gotten enough reps, then they, they want to rep them up in the games. And I think that's why Winovich was out there late. I don't necessarily think it means he's going to be cut or traded. Uh, I think that Cam Newton, you know, he missed three days of practice, three pretty good days of practice. So I thought, you know, I think they wanted to up his reps uh, a little bit more, get him more time back with the starting offensive line. So I think a lot of a lot of that stuff had to do with those type of factors. Hey, Greg, do you think Cam Newton just getting seven series in the preseason is enough to, I guess, just say he's the guy going forward? Like, do you think he's ready to go after just seven uh, seven series? Well, the way Belichick looks at things, you know, he's an NFL veteran. He's been in the league, you know, double-digit years. Um, you know, when you've done that and done the things that Cam Newton has done in the league, uh, I think Bill thinks he needs less time. And, and I don't think that the Patriots, to this point, have been doing any sort of upper-level passing game or anything like that. So it's not like um, they had to rep a lot of stuff. Certainly in the games, I know, because I've heard this from people around the team. 
you know, they're talking about how they haven't very vanilla on offense the whole time through, you know, not to read too much into any struggles. Even in the joint practices, they're not doing upper level stuff or game plan type stuff that they will do during the season. Uh, But, you know, Cam getting, you know, a few series. I do wonder, and if, if to take if we're going to take the Patriots at their word that Cam Newton had to go for a medical uh, trip last weekend, then and you judge the way they've used him when he came back, he only got really the one one series in practice. Then he was out there for a couple series tonight. You have to wonder if there's something physical going on with him, and if he's been on a pitch count not only for the past week but longer than that. In your evaluation, who was the better quarterback this preseason and, and this camp, essentially, now that you know the media portion of camp is closed? If you had to pick who won the competition, who would you pick, Greg? Taking out any sort of um, considerations about uh, you know health and lasting the season, if, you were to, if the Super Bowl was tomorrow or in two weeks, if the Super Bowl was in two weeks and the Patriots had one game to play, in my mind, Mac Jones is clearly the, the the quarterback for this team. I just think that he's been he he can operate all facets of the game. I I still don't even know how well Cam Newton can run the two minute offense in this game. He hasn't gotten a whole lot of reps at that in this camp. Um, certainly in the preseason games, uh, I have more faith that Mac Jones can execute the passing offense at a higher level than Cam Newton. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, you know, Brian Hoyer, you know, tonight, uh, 8 and 9. He <laughs> Don't sleep on Brian Hoyer. <laughs> we did get a call saying maybe Brian Hoyer should be the starting quarterback. And I said, <laughs> you know, we need to talk to Greg Bedard about that. Exactly. Uh, they're they're, they're going to carry three, though, right? I, I have to imagine that Hoyer's on I the team. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think with – I mean, maybe you try to get into a situation and maybe there's some sort of understanding, and I don't know, because I think they tried this last time. They tried to release him and bring him back after like a couple weeks, but all of a sudden the Colts got an injury, swooped in, gave him like a ton of money in a two-year deal, and the Patriots were kind of SOL on Brian Hoyer a couple years ago. Now he's in a different place now. There's film from him, you know, what happened last year uh, against Kansas City. Do the Patriots feel better? And and now Brian lives locally, and he's entrenched, and he's talked about how he doesn't want to move his family anymore. Do the Patriots have some sort of agreement with Brian this time around where they say, look, we're going to release you, but we're going to bring you back in like a week or two. Um, but outside of that, yes, I think they need three quarterbacks. I, I Like I said, I don't know how much faith I have in either quarterback that they are 100% healthy right now. And to me... That's a scary proposition, and plus, you know, you have Brian Hoyer and his institutional knowledge in the offense, which I think is a huge assist for both players. And before you start taking calls about him being, you know, basically an assistant coach, he has shown, he has talked about that. He says he has no interest in that right now. Interesting. And not to mention, too, you know, you got the COVID situation as well, which we saw with Cam Newton, one close contact. Yes. You know, Cam yes. Newton's at, yeah, I mean, do you really want to end up like the Denver Broncos having a wide receiver play quarterback for you at some point next, you know, this upcoming season? Uh, Brian Hoyer having him on the roster would certainly uh, decrease those odds, uh, one would think. All right, so Greg Bedard is with us from the Boston Sports Journal. Uh, you can line up the phones for Greg, 617-779-0985. Also want to get uh, Greg's thoughts on some of the roster bubble players uh, that we saw in action tonight. 
Uh, but first, let's get an update from uh, Joe Murray. This is the Shaw's uh, Patriots postgame. Matt McCarthy and Joe Murray uh, in with you for the next, oh, I don't know, hour and a half or so. We'll have fun. Here's Joe. Sports Hub Headlines. 3-0 the Patriots went this preseason. They win tonight 22-20. Over the Giants, Mac Jones, 10 of 14, 156 yards. Threw a touchdown pass to Isaiah Zuber, Cam Newton. He did get the start tonight. Uh, he went 2 of 5, did throw an interception. Ramondre Stevenson, his fifth rushing touchdown of the preseason, while Devin Asiasi had four catches for 64 yards tonight. It all begins two weeks from today, Patriots-Dolphins, week one. Around the NFL, the Ravens running back, J.K. Dobbins, Done for the year. He's got a torn ACL. The Vikings and safety Harrison Smith struck a four-year extension worth $64 million. And the Jets, they get pass rusher Shaq Lawson from the Texans for a sixth-round pick. Red Sox lose in Cleveland today, 7-5. They still hold a three-game lead in the wild-card race. Michigan beat Ohio 5-2 to win the Little League World Series. And Patrick Cantlay outlasts Bryce and DeChambeau in a wild playoff to win the BMW Championship. Headlines brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Their 15-minute drive-thru oil change. You can stay in your car. No appointments ever needed. Visit GetAnOilChange.com for a coupon. I'm Joe Murray. More postgame after this. On the Safety Insurance 98.5 The Sports Hub, Patriots Radio Network. Boom Boom Games, your home for 80s and 90s retro video games, wrestling figures, and collectibles, vintage toys, cards, comics, and all your nostalgia needs. They've got something for every console, from Atari 2600 to the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. And they also buy and trade. Boom Boom Games in Billerica. Hi, Matthew Slater here. I want to tell you about a place just south of Boston where great things happen. No, not Foxborough, but Adcare, Rhode Island. Nestled on more than 20 acres in the Rhode Island countryside, Adcare, Rhode Island is the perfect place to begin your recovery from drugs and alcohol. The small personalized program takes a holistic approach to drug and alcohol treatment that encompasses the mind, body, and spirit, as well as proven therapies to overcome any addiction. Call my friends at Adcare, Rhode Island at 1-800-ALCOHOL or visit Adcare. Hey, it's Maz from Omaha Steaks. I grill year-round. In fact, I've gotten into the habit of grilling at the beginning of every week now. Take what I need from Omaha Steaks out of the freezer. Prep all my lunches for the work week here on Felger and Mass. In any case, Labor Day rapidly approaching, and that means the end of summer. So why not have one final blowout courtesy of Omaha Steaks with one of their best deals of the year? It's called the Deluxe Grill-Out Assortment. and includes over 30 entrees like bacon-wrapped fillets, boneless chicken breasts, pork chops, even meatballs, or as we like to say in the Maserati house, meet the balls. Right now, the Deluxe Grillers Assortment is 50% off the regular price, and you'll get 12 free burgers. All you have to do is go to omahasteaks.com, type Maz into the search bar, and you'll get a drop-down menu that'll take you right to the deluxe grill-out assortment. And I've told you this before, because I buy from Omaha Steaks all the time, it's a good deal. Omahasteaks.com, Maz in the search bar, and get the deluxe grill-out assortment for 50% off, and you'll get 12 free burgers, too. You won't regret it. Hi, Matthew Slater here. I want to tell you about a place just south of Boston where great things happen. No, not Foxborough. But Adcare, Rhode Island. Nestled on more than 20 acres in the Rhode Island countryside, Adcare, Rhode Island is the perfect place to begin your recovery from drugs and alcohol. The small personalized program takes a holistic approach to drug and alcohol treatment that encompasses the mind, body, and spirit, as well as proven therapies to overcome any addiction. Call my friends at Adcare, Rhode Island at 1 800 Alcohol or visit adcare.com. 
Here we grow again. Imperial Cars, one of New England's largest dealer groups for over 30 years, has great opportunities for service technicians at all five of their busy dealerships. At Imperial Cars, they offer paid training, compensation potential of over $100,000, and great benefits including 401k, immediate openings, and signing bonuses for qualified candidates. If you would like to work for a company that cares about its employees, apply at imperialcars.com. Why should you join Mass Golf? It's simple. By becoming a member of Mass Golf, you'll be joining over 87,000 golfers in Massachusetts. You'll get an official USGA handicap, which helps level the playing field and helps put an end to those first tee arguments. Your membership also gives you access to some of the best private clubs in the state through the popular Member Day events. Join Mass Golf today by visiting your local golf course or by logging on to massgolf.org and clicking join. Again, that's massgolf.org. The T is yours. Nicole, hot route, hot route. What's a hot route? Just kidding. It's Mike and Nicole Comerford from Premier Mortgage Lending. It's football season, and our team's playbook is simple. It has four downs for finding you the perfect loan for your new home. Free consultation, pre-approval, low rate, and fast close. Just follow our PML playbook, and we guarantee you'll score big on your new home. And we have a secret play as well. That's an easy one. Our outstanding customer service. Try out our PML playbook today at PMLHomeLoans.com. That's PMLHomeLoans.com. MB number 156-2647. Seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. To learn more about our programs and to donate, go to carsforkids.com. With cars with a K. Pickup is quick and easy. You'll also get a vacation voucher and maximum tax deduction. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids. one eight seven seven cars for kids Donate your car today. Now accepting donations of land, homes, buildings, or any kind of real estate. It's Window Nation's 15th year anniversary. During August, get an in-home estimate and get entered to win your project for free. Buy two windows, get two free. Pay nothing for two full years. 866-90-NATION, windownation.com. We salute Jason Gilbert, a U.S. Marine Corps veteran who served honorably and completed multiple deployments as an engineering equipment mechanic. Jason continues to serve his brothers and sisters by contributing his time to various veteran nonprofits where he is passionate about homeless prevention in the veteran community. Salute to our military, brought to you by ClearPath for Veterans New England. The Celtics play here at the Sports Hub. of the game is brought to you by Live Nation. Don't miss Dead and Company, live in concert, performing two full sets of music from the Grateful Dead's catalog on September 2nd and Friday, September 3rd at the Xfinity Center. Buy tickets at LiveNation.com. This is Shaw's Patriots postgame. Matt McCarthy, Joe Murray. Jim Murray's off tonight. Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal uh, is here, as uh, he always is in Patriots postgame. Greg, I did want to get your thoughts on some of the bubble players. Uh, but first, let's take care of some of the people on the line. I know they want to talk to you. So why not? 617-779-0985. Matt's in Needham. He's been waiting patiently. What's going on, Matt? 
Hey, how are you guys doing? So, I mean, I watched the game, and I've been listening to Bedard. I've been listening to you guys talk. And you guys have not mentioned anything of the fact that Mac Jones got sacked um, about three or four times. I mean, you guys are anointing him like he's the next coming of Tom Brady. The guy cannot move in the pocket right now. He looks like he's hurt. And, I mean, a lot of the gains that he's making is against second- and third-string people. So I just want to hear your thoughts on that. Well, Matt, if you think I'm anointing uh, Mac Jones as the next Tom Brady, uh, I think you've been listening to the wrong guy. Tom Brady's my guy. Nobody is the next Tom Brady. Nobody. I don't think anybody here has done that. Uh, but, Greg, your, your thought and reaction is Mac Jones not as good as uh, some people have made him out to be. No, I mean, for for where he is right now, I think he's... I think he's ahead of any Patriots rookie quarterback ever, and that includes Brady, if you talk to some people around the team. And I think that's true. I mean, to do what he's done in about three weeks, to me, has been incredible. And I think it's not just Mac Jones. I think it also speaks to, and Joe understands this because he watches so much college football, is that the quarterbacks of today, they they throw the ball. They are so experienced by the time they get to college and the pros because of what they do in pop Warner and high school ball. Like it's just, it's night and day. Like it's, you can't, you can't compare, you know, Tom Brady in 2000 and Mac Jones in 2021, just because it's, it's a different age. And, and so it's almost an unfair comparison, but in, in my mind, there's no doubt that Mac Jones is ahead of any quarterback, any rookie quarterback the Patriots have had in recent history. And that's just not saying that he's going to be the next Tom Brady. That's just, stating a fact and but as far as what you know Matt had to say I mean look the the sacks tonight absolutely legitimate to bring it up um, I won't know what the deal was until I see the the film we also don't know how he's being coached I mean I thought it was very weird for a guy that we saw in especially in training camp practices um, be very careful about throwing balls away, eluding the pocket, getting rid of it, throwing the ball in the dirt. We've even seen that in some of the preseason games, the early ones, that he was holding on to the ball. It was almost seemed like he was under coaching orders to, like, look, just don't throw the ball away. Try to make a play. And that could very well be the case. Um, but I, I, think, I think Matt is mistaken if he says that Mac Jones can't move in the pocket and things like that. I think that's absolutely false. And – Again, you have to look at who he's playing with. I mean, they, you know, he took two sacks against the starting um, Giants defense, which is pretty good, behind backup offensive linemen, and a lot of them aren't very good. And, um, you know, when you talk about, well, you know, he's, he, he's, he, he's not showing that well in the games or, you know, showing that he's that much of a difference maker, you have to – look, he is not um, some sort of pigskin messiah. Like, he is not going to make um, – you know, he's he's not going to walk on water with a bunch of backups. Uh, you have to look who's playing with. I mean, Gunnar Olszewski, how many drops did they have tonight? How many mm. drops have they had the whole preseason? I mean, Mac Jones has led 10 drives in the preseason. Eight of them have resulted in points, and not a lot of them have been very short field. So, to me, I think he's just capped probably the best preseason training camp um you know, of any rookie quarterback the Patriots have had in some time. I agree with you. Garoppolo had five touchdowns. Stidham had four touchdowns a few years ago, and I'd make the argument that those guys had better receivers, uh, and, and also mm-hmm. those those were in four games. 
just on the sacks, he had four he sacked four times tonight. One of them was a scramble that he tripped and fell. He tried to get out of. Another was at the final play of the first half that just fell apart, and he held on to the football. The other two, yeah. maybe, maybe they were legitimate, and I, you know, maybe we can watch the tape on it. But I think there was one play tonight, and, and maybe this is something about Mac Jones, and we talked about this earlier, Greg, but I can't get over the amount of talent that he had at Alabama to what he's playing with right now. He made a play to Gunnar Oshevsky earlier in the game where if Gunnar catches that ball, he's going to yep. go on a big play. If that's you know Jalen Waddell or Smith or someone like that, that's a touchdown. And, and you can argue that he possibly could have four more touchdowns this preseason if they just hold on to the football. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great point, Joe. And, and, you know, also thinking more about the sacks and sort of manipulating the pocket, I think, you know, you have to take into account that, you know, when we see these quarterbacks do these in the, the, the NFL game, like they are keenly aware and have been coached up during the coach of the week that or during the course of the week. And that, Hey, I know who I have on either side. I know who might be weak. I know who's rushing over where. I, I know who I might have to have an eye out for. You know, and Cam Newton knows, you know, I got, you know, Isaiah Wynn on one side. I have Trent Brown. I have, you know, all these guys. I, I have a lot of faith that they're going to block these guys up. And then, you know, when you're in a backup situation like Mac Jones was, you know, you, you have no idea where it's going to come from. And I will say the Giants pressured a lot more tonight than they, than they did, uh, certainly in the first joint practice. They pressured, pressured more in the second joint practice when, um, both quarterbacks sort of had some issues early. Uh, but I, I think, I think Mac Jones has been tremendous at manipulating the pocket. And I think that the, again, and I think we've talked about this before, the area where he cons- consistently shows up that just impresses me and, and is more of an indicator of, his long-term success in this league, if he can withstand the pounding and he can stay healthy, is his accuracy. His the ability the, that seam route that he threw to Devin Asiasi, mm-hmm. where he threw him open, was incredible. The throw Great to Gunnar Olszewski was a tremendous throw. I mean, he does that all the time. His his accuracy is unbelievable, and you know, especially if guys are getting open. And the second group had a tough time getting open, especially uh, in the second quarter, and that's going to happen. First group or second group, I've got concerns about you know the the talent at least you know on the outside at wide receiver here, Greg. Do you share those concerns with me? Yeah, and I just wrote this up in my game report over at BSJ that um, you know look, I I don't want to make too much out of the preseason, and they do have two weeks to work with. But I mean, if you were just judging the Patriots and they're sort of new additions or uh, you know guys that they, they're going to need to contribute this year from the work that they've done in training camp and the preseason at this point, uh, you'd, be, you'd be pretty scared of what's about to happen. Because, I mean, how do you have any faith? I mean, Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers have been out there and consistently. Um, I don't even know if Bourne played tonight. They had him dressed, but I, he, didn't, he didn't have a pass attempt or anything. Um, but, you know, Bourne and Myers are mo- more of a known – commodity nelson Aguilar finished the preseason one catch two attempts four yards and that was all tonight uh hunter henry didn't do anything johnny smith didn't do anything he showed more in practice the past couple weeks devin Asiasi finally showed tonight but before that basically did nothing um gunnar olszewski has the drops christian wilkerson is hot and cold whether he catches the ball or he doesn't so yeah I mean, as of right now, if you were judging the Patriots going into the season, you'd be like, I don't know how they're going to complete passes through the air. And I think that's a viable concern, and I think that's part of the reason why they might ultimately start the season with Cam Newton. 617-779-0985. We've got room for you. This is the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. 
It's Matt McCarthy, Joe Murray, Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal alongside. We'll continue here on the Safety Insurance 98.5 The Sports Hub. The Sports Hub. Now Glennon chased from the pocket, being pressured. He throws to the end zone, and with a lot of contact, the pass is caught by Willis. Made a lot of gamblers out there very, very, very unhappy. I know this is the first thing Joe Murray was thinking about. It's the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Matt McCarthy, Joe Murray, Greg Bedard. We can talk about the gambling angle later on, Joe. Oh, yeah. Was a, I, a real, a real, something fishy out there out in New Jersey. Yep. Something fishy the out first there. First thing you thought about. First thing I thought about is that was the new cornerback the Patriots got, Sean mm-hmm. Wade. Now, I think it was a push-off. I don't know if you, if you felt the same way, Greg. Was that a push-off? Probably. Yeah. But I guess it kind of leads into a, a maybe a more important discussion because who really cares unless you had money on it? Who really cares whether that was a touchdown or not? I know a lot of people out there do. But do they have enough at corner? And and is this a concern right now with Stephon Gilmore's situation still being in the air? What, what, what's your take on, on their overall status uh, at cornerback? It's pretty shaky, especially when you consider that Jonathan Jones was a no-go tonight um, and may have an injury issue. I think that, um, you know, Sean, look, Sean Wade's a good uh you know, future prospect, but he's, you know, I don't see him contributing anytime soon. He's the type of guy that they bring along during the course of the season and um, possibly with an injury issue, he helps out um, at the end. But I think, I think quarterback's a huge concern. I don't know after, you know, taking Gilmore out of it, after JC Jackson and and a healthy Jonathan Jones, I don't know where they go next. I mean, Jalen Mills, I mean, that could be rough. And he's going to get picked on. After that, I don't know. I mean, who's Michael Jackson got exposed tonight? Um, D'Angelo Ross. I mean, Miles Bryant is a guy that can fill a bunch of different spots, and I think he's a really good football player and uh, will be an important role player. Again, another guy dealing with injury. But, yeah, I think the whole Stephon Gilmore um, injury, what-have-you situation is, is a concern. I think that... I I have a hard time believing that the Patriots would play shenanigans and that they would just, I mean, they could have an agreement with Gilmore that they don't want to deal with preseason fines or what have you. So they're like, look, we're not going to, we're not going to pass you on your physical until we settle this. But if he's by the letter of the law, if he's healthy enough to play, he should be on the practice field. As of right now, the Patriots are literally telling us he is physically unable to perform his job as an NFL cornerback. And until that time changes, I don't think you can do anything till his contract. Yeah, one thing we keep hearing, too, is he's working with the team. That everyone's saying the right things about him. Even Bill Belichick saying that he's being a coach outside of things. I wonder how they do handle this with cutdown day coming up. And, you know, they have to make a decision in two weeks here. But, Greg, they probably can get by if Gilmore's not there the first six weeks with that pass rush and that defense? Do you think that's maybe what the Patriots think as well? Yeah, I I, I don't underestimate the coaching ability of the staff to whatever they have on hand to win, you know, any certain game. And I don't – do I think they're they're very scared of Tua uh, Tungavailoa from the pocket? Um, no. And I think that they can, they can figure it out with the pass rush and – I'm more concerned about them stopping the run. I thought it was a little bit better tonight. The first two preseason games, it was not good. Uh, it was a little bit better tonight. I still have some concerns there, and if that doesn't uh, first get solved, then um, 
the passing game, the passing defense is always going to be an issue. They need to get them in the long yardage to help the defense and uh, the passing defense. And I, I don't know if they can do that right now. Hopefully they can. But I, I say, as of right now, my biggest concern with this defense is will they stop the run better than they did last year? In theory, they should. But to this point, they haven't shown that yet. What'd you think of Christian Barmore, Barmore this preseason, and uh, any different thoughts of what you originally thought when they drafted him? I thought I thought he was excellent. I mean, I didn't really have any thoughts, you know, when he was drafted, other than look, a very talented kid who, you know, as a fact, dropped in the draft. Yeah. For sort of, uh, you know, not really off-field concerns, but just. You know, off the Work football ethic. field concerns. Yep. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. not even just just general uh, sort of in- football intangible stuff that people had a lot of questions on with him. I mean, but from judging since he's gotten here from day one, outside of him having a few injury issues, and there were a couple of days there where you're like, well, is he going to tough this out? You know, why does he have an injury every other day? But since that time, there hasn't been an issue, and I think – to go along with Mac Jones being uh, the most impressive rookie quarterback the Patriots have had in recent time, I think you can make the argument that Christian Barmore is the 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 most impressive uh, rookie defensive lineman that they've had in some time, and that includes guys like you know Vince Wilfork who you know played a reserve role as a rookie. Barmore is on course for a lot more than that right now, and I think if. If you said that to the Patriots after they drafted them, they'd be like, yeah, no way. But he's he's taken everything they've done and, and run with it, and I think he has a chance to be a legit backup in the base defense, which with most rookies with them is unheard of. Well, speaking of, a, of another guy who had injury concerns or at least injury issues coming into camp uh, or at least was on the physically unable to perform list, uh, Chase Winovich, he was out there late tonight. I, I know you mentioned earlier, correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, you did not necessarily view that as a sign that He's going to be, you know, gone by cutdown day. You actually think that's more of a rep situation? I guess just your overall sense is to Chase Winovich is standing with the team right now. Yeah, it hasn't really changed from you know certainly after the draft. Once they drafted Ronnie Perkins to go along with, um, you know, uh, Matthew Judon, Kyle Van Noy. Um, you know, you have J- Josh Uche coming back from a second season, and he's been uh, he's had a stellar summer. Uh, and then they drafted Ronnie Perkins, who was basically the same player as Chase Winovich, just a lot uh, more physical, and um, you know can defend the run a little bit better. You know, I had concerns. I was just like, I don't know where this guy fits if everybody's healthy, and I still have those concerns. I I got burned a few years ago, you know, covering this team, you know, reading too much into the last preseason game. So I try not to do that. Or who's on the field? Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to it, so I try to stay away from it. I do think that Winovich just he, – he needed a play to get reps or at least more data that they can judge him on. And so I think that was most of, most of the reason why he was on the field tonight. I can't say the same about Henry Anderson, who's been there throughout summer camp. I don't know why he's out there. To me, he's been a really good player. But Winovich, I still don't – I just don't think he fits on this team. I don't think he fits in their defense outside of just being a third-down pass rusher. And that's really a luxury for a lot of teams. I mean, they have plenty of guys who can rush the passer. They have safeties that they can get on the field. 
Um, you know, it's nice to be able to have a third down pass rusher, but still, I don't know who you're taking off the field to get Chase out there. And so I think it's, I think it's legit him being a trade or, uh, release candidate. I think he's a good football player. I just don't think he fits here. And I, and I thought that for a long time. Are there any other players that you feel like are trending towards being on the roster at this point and then conversely trending towards uh, being off the roster right now? Uh, off the top of my head, I mean, if you guys have some names to throw at me, um, that would probably be easiest. How about a guy uh, you know, like I Devin think... Ross tonight? You know, I mean, somebody who got the start at slot no. corner. Hell no. Hell no. Oh, oh no. You're, so you said, I thought you meant Devin Ross, the receiver, who just got released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not on. Yeah. <laughs> He's not on, though. Right. He's not on the roster. So you mean uh, D'Angelo Ross. Correct. Correct. Confusing uh, my Rosses. I like the, yeah, I like D'Angelo Ross. I just... He could stick for a while until they, you know, maybe make a trade or, you know, claims. I, he could stick temporarily, but he's another one of those undersized cornerbacks, and they don't need any more of those guys. Uh, I think that Montrevious Adams was a guy that they signed in the offseason, didn't give him a whole lot of money, and I thought early on he, had a, he got a really good start to training camp. He was out there late. I don't think that's a good sign for him. I, I don't understand the Henry Anderson thing. He's been he's been a good player that can fill a bunch of different roles for you. I would have him on this team. I don't know why. Um, and even Belichick's spoken highly of him. Um, I think that looking at over the roster, some other guys, you know, I, I'm sure there's going to be some conversation about Gunnar Olszewski. I, and I think you guys were talking about it before he came on. Um, I, I tend to agree with Joe about he was an all-pro punt returner, even though that was like, I don't know, like a class of like three candidates that he was all-pro punt returner. Um, so I don't know how much that actually says, but with his drops and and J.J. Taylor fielding three punts tonight, a kickoff, showing that he can do everything, I think he's at least, certainly, I mean, I think J.J. Taylor's on this team, but if they needed any more incentive – to give him sort of a, a, a Swiss Army knife role, uh, that's it. Do I think Gunner's job is in jeopardy? No, but it wouldn't completely shock me either. All right, we've got Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal uh, for one more segment here on Shaw's pa- uh, Patriots postgame, and we've got room for you, 617-779-0985. Uh, Joe Murray is standing by with your sports of headlines, but first, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Safety Insurance 98.5, the Sports Hub Patriots Radio Network. Well, it came down to the final play of the game. Patriots, they win 22-20. It was a Hail Mary at the end, but they wrap up the preseason 3-0 with their win over the Giants tonight. 22-20, Mac Jones, 10-14, 156 yards with a touchdown pass. Uh, Isaiah Zuber was, caught that one. And uh, Cam Newton, he got the start, was 2-5, did throw an interception. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, fifth rushing touchdown in three games, while Devin Asiasi had four catches, 64 yards. It all begins two weeks from today, week one, Patriots and Dolphins. Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins done for the year with a torn ACL. Vikings in safety, Harrison Smith struck a four-year extension worth $64 million. And the Jets added a pass rusher, Shaq Lawson, from the Texans. They send a sixth-round pick. Red Sox fall to Cleveland 7-5. They hold a three-game lead in the wild card race. Michigan beat Ohio 5-2 today. They are the Little League World Series winners. 
And an exciting day in golf. Patrick Cantlay, he outlasted Bryson DeChambeau in a wild playoff to win the BMW Championship. Headlines are brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. With their 15-minute drive-through oil change, you can stay in your car. No appointments ever needed. Visit getandoilchange.com for a coupon. I'm Joe Murray. More postgame after this on the Safety Insurance 98.5 The Sports Hub, Patriots Radio Network. Every day, 13 children are diagnosed with a brain tumor. Credit Union's Kids at Heart is donating $50,000 toward clinical trials that will lead to safer and more effective treatments for children with this life-threatening disease. Learn more at cukidsatheart.org. The first ounce to fight pediatric brain cancer campaign is generously supported by Hanscom Federal Credit Union and Merrimack Valley Credit Union. After all that time cooped up, road trips are back. We're all eager to reconnect with loved ones, explore new locales, and put staycations in our rearview mirrors. Before your next trip, take a short drive over to your local independent insurance agent and ask about safety insurance. They'll make sure your coverage is up to speed and probably show you a few ways we can save you money, too. Ask an independent agent about safety insurance. We'll help you manage life storms. Hey, who remembers Monty Hall? Let's make a deal. This is Rob Webster at AAA Work Trucks. We're having an inventory blowout sale on Friday and Saturday, September 24th and 25th. Everything's got to go. If you have a van or truck, you're going to want to be here. Come out to 50 Dunham Road in Sunnyville, Ricca, and save hundreds of dollars. There'll be prizes, food, and giveaways. Visit us at AAAWorkTrucks.com. AAAWorkTrucks.com. Hey, it's Beetle. In the middle of having my basement finished, I woke up one morning to water seeping in all along my walls. Thankfully, I knew who to call. Mike Albert at Premier Basement Waterproofing. He was at my home in no time, and I know for a fact he's the only guy who could get the job done. My contractor was thrilled with the work because we could get the job back on track, and now I don't ever have to worry about water again. Believe me, it's worth every penny. You don't want to worry about water seeping in. So do what I did. Call 844-LIVE-DRY or visit premierbasement.net. Now I can officially say it's game over. For water. Hey, it's Zoe. September begins next week, back to work, school, and getting into a routine. Some see it as a fresh start, and it makes sense. For the past couple of months, our schedules were all over the place. You probably ate at random times, ate the wrong things, drank a little too much at the beach, and in most cases, put weight loss goals on hiatus until September. The time to make simple adjustments with Awaken 180 to lose the weight you've either put off during summer or put off for years, September is always one of Awaken 180's busiest months, so I recommend reserving yours today. Simply log on awaken180weightloss.com and then you select the location that works best for you. I go to the one in Quincy for my free maintenance, but you'll receive the same great coaching and results at any of the Awaken 180 locations. Make losing weight part of the new routine and choose the long-term solution for weight loss. Awaken 180 Weight Loss online at awaken180weightloss.com or call them at 844-346-1800. Hi, I'm Sean Gorman, longtime hockey player and local entrepreneur. My first weekend at pro hockey camp, I landed 17 stitches from a high stick on my left eye and lost a tooth. Then I received 40 stitches over my nose from a slap shot. To say I know my way around a doctor's office is an understatement. Today, as CEO of Safety Net Access, I want to help your medical office with the same care you gave me as a player. Let us support your IT needs and contact my team at Safety Net Access. Visit us at noworryit.com. That's noworryit.com. 
America is kept safe because the Army National Guard responds, protects, and supports our nation when it needs them most. The Army National Guard responds to disasters such as wildfires and floods. They protect us with missile defense, cybersecurity, and civilian support teams for chemical, biological, and radiological hazards. Be there for your community and your country. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Massachusetts Army National Guard. Aired by the Massachusetts Broadcasters Association and this station. Valvoline Instant Oil Change wants to help you prepare your car for summer travel. They offer completely contactless service with their 15-minute drive-through service. You don't even have to make an appointment. Visit GetAnOilChange.com for a coupon to save on your oil change. Are you a slurpy drink connoisseur? Do you know the secret to the perfect big gulp drink mix? Find your next job at the world's number one convenience store, 7-Eleven Speedway, and their independent 7-Eleven franchise business owners are hiring. Stop by your local store or visit them online to apply today. Equal opportunity employer. Adam Jones, Knights on the Sports Hub. The Giants, as a result of that stop, forced into a third down and five. Pats rush four. Pressure applied. And it's Uche with a sack. Josh Uche making himself uh, his presence known once again tonight for uh, reportedly a strong camp for him, strong week against the Giants. This is the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Matt McCarthy in for Jim Murray tonight. Joe Murray alongside. Uh, and Greg Bedard as well. Uh, Greg, I know we touched on this a little bit in the last segment, uh, but this Patriots pass rush has an opportunity to be pretty good, at least in, in my estimation and Joe's estimation. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, in theory, you look at the individual players, um, you know, you would think so. Um, I'd like to see it in practice a little bit more and not, um, you know, overrate some of the preseason matchups. Like, I think this Giants pass rush uh, – uh, Offensive line is just horrendous um, outside of a couple interior guys. And the Eagles' offensive line, they didn't go about up against anybody. Um, it, look, I understand, yes, in theory, it should be awesome. Um, whether it actually is, I think it's going to depend on some other things. Like we talked about, they need to stop the run. They need to get in the yardage. They need to get guys, uh, the, the opponent behind the chains so they can pin their ears back a little bit more. If they don't do that, then – they're going to have issues rushing the passer. All right, we've got Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal uh, here with a few, uh, with us for a few more minutes, so uh, we'll take your calls with Greg before he gets out of here. 617-779-0985. We've got room for you. Let's go to Mike in Cranston. Hey, Mike. Hey, fellas. Thank you for burning the midnight oil. It's wonderful. And, uh, and Joe and Matt, thank you. And, and, and Greg, I know you're tired, man, and it's, it's – thank you for that. Quickly, uh, – <laughs> I'm sorry for that, but like uh, Dalton Keene, where's he been? I always thought he'd be like a Dallas clock kind of guy coming out of morph into the uh, uh, fullback position. I see, I see, and uh, you know, COVID situation, no camp, and a very difficult offense. And last but not least, um, guys, the kicker situation. Belichick's scheme basically is to kick the ball as high as you can and shallow and pin them down in the end. And because if not, this kid from uh, uh, Michigan, I'm, uh, I may be mistaken. But Yeah, with- Nordine. Do uh, <laughs> you think he has any chance to make the team, Greg? I highly doubt it. I mean, you know, it could happen. I think that he's just been too inconsistent, and Belichick t- takes too much pride in the um, in his special teams t- uh, to really do that. I mean, uh, the Mike's point about Dalton Keene, um, he was put on IR 
uh, earlier this training camp. So he, he passed his physical. He was on the practice field, got hurt very quickly, was put on IR. That means he is out for the season. And judging from his early practices and off-season practices, it's probably a good thing. He didn't look like he had made a ton of progress. I mean, I still think he has a chance to be a good football player. Um, he just – it's – it's taken him a while to get the the hang of things and the pros. I see him more as sort of a um, – I'm probably dating myself with you young bucks, but uh, a Jim Crash Jensen with the Dolphins back in the day, sort of, um, you know, a do-everything type of player. And, uh, and I, you know, I still think he has that potential, but we're going to have to see it next year. Googling Jim Crash Jensen <laughs> right now. Hey, Greg. Uh, obviously, uh, I just wanted to get back to the, the the Cam Newton throw that was an interception. Um, yep. Again, you'll watch the tape. Uh, I watched mm-hmm. it live, so uh, he missed Bourne down the side. I, and I know some people want to say it was a good throw. Uh, Myers has to have that one. Yeah, I guess you could say that as well. I thought he underthrew it a little bit, but my point is is that he missed Bourne down the sideline. Um, you know, it was a big play there, and I, I don't just just what you think of the throw, and um, it's probably something he'll watch in practice, and he'll realize he missed one. Yeah, so I, I watched that play a few times, and the Patriots had you know, while not all twenty two, it was de- you know decent coverage of the secondary, and you know what I saw on the play is they had the Patriots had correctly called uh, basically a cover two beater, which is you know they had it pro- probably what they had if you looked at the all twenty two, they would have had a, a vertical on the left vertical on the right and then we saw one down the middle with Jacoby Myers maybe even four verts Um, and basically that's you're trying to put defenders into a bind into conflict and that play because the the Giants were in Tampa two coverage that's why Blake Martinez carried Jacoby Myers so far is because they were playing uh, the Tampa style cover two with a middle linebacker drops all the way down the field the Patriots play often play that same scheme and so the Patriots have seen it in practice, I'm sure, a ton. Uh, so on that play, you're, that play is designed, if you get the right coverage, which they probably did because the Giants were playing a little vanilla in the back end, you're trying to put that safety uh, into conflict. That was over. So basically that's, that safety is responsible for Kendrick Bourne and also Jacoby Myers deep. So you're trying to put them into conflict, and as a quarterback, you're reading that safety. And what Cam Newton saw was the, the, the safety opened up his hips, hips towards Kendrick Bourne. When that happens, you go to Jacoby Myers. Now, I don't think it was a horrible decision to place the ball where he did. I think the better, once you see the cornerback, uh, the safety flip his hips like that, the better throw is to lead Myers almost on a little skinny post um, down the middle of the field, lead him there. I think that's the ideal throw and where it should have been. If he's going to throw that past the Myers, it needs to be even more back shoulder. But I don't think it was a horrible decision. I think at the end of the day, it was a it was a really good play by Blake Martinez. Oh, and, and a, a decent yeah. throw by Cam, but could have been better. Yeah, phenomenal play by Martinez. I yep. mean, it doesn't doesn't get much better than a linebacker carrying a wide receiver that far up the field. Mm. I mean, that's... Uh, that's pretty good stuff. Six one seven 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 nine zero ninety eight five. Bob's in Needham. Up next, uh, McCarthy, Murray, and uh, Greg Bedard on Pat's post game. Hey, Bob. Jim Jensen. Yeah, is it Jim Jensen, the one that played quarterback at BU? Is that the one you're talking about that played for Miami for years? Yep, exactly. 
okay. All right. Uh, a couple quick points, Greg, I wanted to get across to you. I still – one first point, I, I, that Nelson Aguilar signing is still mystifying. The money they gave him, I can't believe they gave him that much money. He was – he couldn't even – he couldn't stay on the Philadelphia roster because he kept dropping the ball. He, I know he had one good year last year at Las Vegas, but I'm still mystified by that. Uh, second point, Greg, I don't agree with the, uh, Maz and Felger about how easy the, the first you know five or six weeks are, but they said it's an easy uh, landing. So why don't they put the kid in, have him, if it's so easy, have him get acclimated to the NFL. They know that I'll go with Cam Newton next year after this year. So what's the point of putting Cam Newton in to go three and two or two and three or whatever it is? We'll get this kid some snaps right off the off the go. And you know as well as I do, Craig, this kid throws anticipation throws that Cam Newton doesn't even attempt. Yep. He throws before the people are out of the breaks. Cam Newton has to wait till they come wide open and then drill the ball in because he, he doesn't trust the people to be where they're supposed to. This kid does. Any thoughts on that, Greg? So uh, on Aguilar, um, I understand his point. And look, there's no doubt that the Patriots are risk, risked a lot signing him off of basically one year of production in Las Vegas. And uh, look, I, they, they risked a lot. I, from what I've seen on the field, I think he's going to be, I think he's a good player. I think he's been a good player. The Patriots definitely made a future bet. And that was probably the riskiest move that they had. Um, I would say him and Hunter Henry were probably the, uh, the riskiest moves. Um, and so far, they don't look like they're painting out, but there's a long ways to go. I like Aguilar. I think he's going to be fine, but it's been a slow start, no doubt. Uh, I think as far as um, you know, the easy schedule to start, I do think that the Patriots have a pretty soft open the first half of the season. And But I don't really think that should factor much into it. I think... I think Bill needs to answer some questions. I mean, if I were him, my my lone concern about Mac Jones is whether he can make it through this whole season healthy. Um, he's already got the knee issue. He hasn't had a full off season where he can get his body more tuned up to to the NFL beating. You could put a lot of faith in your offensive line and running game. I understand that, but you also have to understand. And Joe knows this better than anybody. Even last year at Alabama, the best college team in the pro in in the country. He played. I, I was looking at this the other day. He played 13 games. Um, there were two breaks, one in the middle of the season, and even last year was a little bit weird with COVID. Uh, there was a break in the middle of the season. I think of three weeks they had in the middle of the season. They had another two or three weeks before um, the national champion between the SEC championship game and the start of the playoffs. Only 13 games. There were seven blowouts, so we probably didn't have to play the full game in that. And how much... How much was he really hit at Alabama? I mean, I know he was hit because I watched the film. But to go from that to 18 regular season NFL games with one bye week really late in the season, plus playoffs where only one team gets a bye. So you're, you're talking, if the Patriots win a playoff game this year, you're talking them playing 17, 18. They're playing 20 games in 19 weeks. That's a lot. For a guy that is built like Mac Jones, I and, have some and concerns. And Cam Newton, by the way. And Cam Newton, by the way. Yeah, but at least, yes, that's that's viable. But at least you know he's six five and two hundred sixty pounds, and you know strong as a bull. Mac Jones, that's a, that's a that's a lot of beating that he's on course for. I mean, if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm trying to buy him some time. Where I say, you know what, 
he can get through eight to 11 games his rookie year. If we can do that, I'd be happy with that. Hey, anything with the knee brace quickly? Do you know anything at all with the knee brace? I don't know anything, but it doesn't look good to me. I think he, in, and even I think Zoe mentioned it tonight during the telecast that he said between throws, he was basically limping on that knee uh, between throws. So that's, that's got to be a huge concern. And to me, if he's really has knee issues and it's, doubtful whether he can make it through the whole season then to me that basically clinches it and I'm trying to get as as much time as possible with Cam Newton and giving Mac Jones rest Greg as always uh, great stuff we appreciate your insights we appreciate you uh, staying up late with us here on uh, Shaw's Patriots post game uh, give him a subscribe uh, right now a subscribe to the Boston Sports Journal that is Greg Bedard we'll talk in two weeks Journal. Greg we will thanks guys appreciate it all right appreciate it good stuff